Welcome to this week's special edition of the Weekly Traveler. I'm Steve Glenn. And I'm Paul Glenn. Paul, this week we've got a very unique opportunity to explain to our, our listeners and our watchers that river cruising in America is actually coming on strong. Most people, when they say river cruising, they think of European river cruising. And now that's coming to the United States where there's river cruises up the Mississippi, you know, all the different rivers around the, the country. I'm amazed at all the rivers that can have a, a cruise ship go down them. And we're going to tell you this week about cruising the Mississippi. I just got off a, a cruise from Memphis to New Orleans, which was fascinating. And I put down... 20 quick items that we're going to cover today that are the good, the bad, and the ugly. Let's go. Number one, I had small ship cruising is the only way to cruise. The cruise had 150 people on it, Paul, and it literally had about 50 crew. So you were, there were no lines. I literally could get out of my cabin, walk 20 feet, get on an elevator, go down a floor, walk 20 feet, and I'm in the dining room. I mean, that sounds, is amazing. Sounds nice and easy. Well, some of these large cruise ships on the ocean will have 5,000 5, yeah. people, and obviously it's just madness. And uh, so I'm, I really like the small ship river cruising and that's number one on the list the second one was this cruise was all inclusive so it included all your food all your drinks but also all your tours so we could get off every day and do a tour and uh, that's actually when you include your uh, people that drink mm -hmm. that's a big savings great value i know on the on the, the mega cruises they have drink packages and it tends to be you know anywhere from 90 to 120 dollars per person per day and if you're going to put oh that onto your cabin they require that all adults in the cabin get it so you can't have one person go in grabbing two drinks and and yeah. uh, taking advantage of that and they cap it at like 15 drinks per day per person which i think is oh kind of crazy it's like everybody's gotta come off that cruise and go to detox for a month afterwards <laughs> but uh but yeah no i think that the value that comes with that and then what, what about the the quality of food and drink and and, and yeah. the tours yeah yeah i i would say one of the things this was a deluxe cruise but i wouldn't call it a luxury cruise um, and it was really well done and everything was clean and, and really nice staff, but they're all American staff, which okay. is very unique because it usually you have foreign staff and they also had to qualify under American labor laws. Well, I think that's which, the key is it's, uh, you know, many of the mega ships, that's why they're not flagged in the U S because then they don't have to meet the minimum wage requirements and those types of things. And so many of the employees, much of what they take home or send back to their families is based on gratuity. So I think that's a differentiation. Now, I was in Phoenix last week at a meeting, and I don't know if, if you have any insight on this, but one of the guys that was there just for the last day had just gotten off a different cruise on, on the same cruise line that you were on. American cruise line. He was up in okay. uh, Cape Cod, he said. Uh -huh. And uh, he advised that all the employees on the ship are independent contractors. Yes. So uh -huh. the, then the question becomes is, is that a way that they get around labor? Well, law, I think or? I think they use them as temporary employees, and maybe they're under a third 
company's flag or something. Okay. I don't know how they do that, but they can only work so many weeks. Okay. And then they can't work for the company anymore. So it's re really, really interesting. The one thing I, the, that I had that was a negative on this cruise is the Mississippi River was down over 20 feet. And so every we had to miss a lot. Like we couldn't, they couldn't get the ship all the way to Memphis. We had to go 20 miles by bus to get on the ship. Mm -hmm. And we had several stops along the way. They couldn't stop where they normally would. And I mean, I'm walking up a, a levee that's got to be almost like 30 degree angle thinking, I hope I don't fall over. And I'm in the spring chicken. I was going to say. You Everybody said. on this cruise is 80, and, and I was the spring chicken on this baby. <laughs> and so if, if I had a hard time, I'm thinking, how? Did, but they had golf carts yeah. to take people up, which was really nice. The next item I had on this week's special edition of the Weekly Travel Alert, which is sponsored by Executive Travel, is um, – the average age on this cruise was 80 years old, Paul, and, and I think that's normal for a river cruise in the United States on American cruise lines, especially this one went from Memphis, Vicksburg, uh, it, uh, it hit all the Civil War sites, oh, very cool. and then ended up down in New Orleans, which is always a blast. And I would say the gentleman that was on the other American cruise line cruise, well, that same week, he falls into that. 80 categories, so I, I think you, you validate that. Yeah. The next item I had is uh, the food is very good. Uh, however, uh, they didn't have very strong uh, entrees, uh, proteins. You know, I'm used to when you go on a cruise, you have a great steak. They always offer a great steak, a New York strip or something, every meal. That's your fallback meal, right? That's what you would eat every yeah, meal. Every meal. <laughs> but they didn't even have meals, steaks with meals in many cases. So I thought they really fell down in that area, though. They had good, they had good food, but not... Um, luxurious food, and and quite frankly, I think they skipped the protein because of the cost. Well, there's that, and it might be a demographic thing. Is you know, as as you get to that 80 year demographic, they tend to eat less. That's true. So I think there's something potentially there as well. I, they had a bar. I have a. They, they had a bar there, and it was pretty sparse because, you know, a lot of uh, senior citizens, uh, they don't drink a lot. So, But they did have a nice bar, but it wasn't very full, you know, one or two of each types of scotch or bourbon or that type of thing. So going back to the all-inclusive, did that also include gratuities? Because that can be another yeah. big thing that adds up at yes, the end of a cruise. Yes, it did. And actually, I want to talk about that because there's pros and cons to including the gratuities in there. And I, I told somebody, I actually think it's a negative. I, I included the gratuity in the cost of the cruise, but I don't think they work as hard. Yeah. I think when I think when your tip is on the line, you work your tail off. I had 30 years ago, probably 35 years ago now, and we did one of our first cruises. I remember that second to last night, you went back to your stateroom, and there were a handful of envelopes sitting in there, and you had to put cash <laughs> in the envelopes. One for the cabin and, steward, one for the, yeah, the, everybody. The, the wine steward, your 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 uh, waiters and waitresses, and you went and handed them that envelope that last evening. Yeah. And there is something to that, is if you know that there's discretion on what gets put into those envelopes, you're likely to, to make sure that you're putting in the extra effort. Well, you know, and that that waiter at your table, if you if you liked a steak that was medium, they'd know and they'd have it sit there for you. Yeah. They knew what you wanted, how you wanted it cooked, and and it made you want to tip them. Well, and I think the downfall, the the, the other side of this is, is, you know, 
I may have given more to an individual if they stood out for having delivered excellent service. So, you know, I think they actually potentially miss out uh, in certain respects to what their opportunity is. Because I don't know since they were included on that, but, you know, on the, the major cruise lines, they just add it to your bill. So it's not included in what you pay up front. But when you get that bill, the it's last automatic. Day, yeah, it's I don't know sixteen dollars per person per day that they just add to that bill, and so it adds up pretty quick when you've got a seven, ten, or fourteen day cruise at at fifty dollars in gratuities per stateroom per day if you've got two adults and a child traveling. Which reminds me, in one of our future editions of the Weekly Traveler, we'll have a special edition on tipping for travel. That's really fascinating when you go into all the levels of what you should tip or not tip. When you pull up to a hotel, they take your luggage out. How much do you pay per piece of luggage? How much do you pay the porter, the people that clean your room? All those things we're going to cover and in a future Different edition. expectations in different parts of the world. Absolutely. And I think that's a key is there are many parts of the world that gratuity is not expected. Right. And Europe is that way a lot too, but because they include basically a, a very a full compensation plan mm-hmm. for Europeans. The next item I have on this special edition of the Weekly Traveler, one of the things that I missed on this smaller ship with only 150 people, they had entertainment every night, you know, like a singer, yeah. jazz singer. It was good. But I missed the grand show where you go on the big cruises. They have a, a showroom and they put on a musical. Yeah, Broadway level. Yeah, Broadway level musical. So I kind of missed that. But I didn't miss the 4,000, 5,000 people. It was nice to have 150. The next item I had written down is the energy level on the ship was very low. Of course, when you have a 70 or 80 year old person on there on average, uh, at 8.30 at night, (laughs) the ship is quiet. So it's not the uh, energy. There was no disco going on. No disco (laughs) going on. And they had some fun things and fun activities. And the tours were nice. But uh, this, just that energy level, you, you'd have to kind of be somebody who likes to read books and likes to take it a little bit easier, perhaps likes to lower the compression of their yeah. work, work day and, and go on one of those river cruises. And then my next thing. Where is the midnight buffet, Paul? That's my famous favorite part of the cruise is that midnight buffet. Well, I never made it that late, but I love the giant buffet that they have. So the, the, the nice thing about this experience was probably the fact that you didn't come home and put on 10 pounds no. like you would a yeah. week on one of the mega lines that, uh, that does have food 24-7, drink 24-7. So so maybe that's a positive to take away from Yeah, us. that's right. But I, but I, I enjoy the buffets just for the you know the opportunity to look at all the options and so they don't have buffets on these ships the other thing that i noticed was these were really clean everywhere i looked they were cleaning something they had people scrubbing the elevators and all that i think that's a little bit post-covid their people are very sensitive to that but but i was surprised to see so many people cleaning they also had all they had a fitness center there and it was super clean and people you know they're sweating and running and that type of thing so that's important as well um, the, the next item I had written down, Paul, was these had the largest bathrooms I've ever been on on the cruise, which made it really nice. They're all basically suites, and they have a, a balcony, which if you're going to go on a cruise, ladies and gentlemen, regardless of a river cruise or an ocean cruise, get a balcony. It'll cost you 500 or or 1000 bucks more, but at least you can go out and feel the wind and the sun and the 
and uh, and watch watch yourself if you're going on Alaska or That's, in the Caribbean. You got to do a balcony. Yeah, we did Alaska this last summer, and and I'm a guy. I love the peace and quiet and the the seclusion. So it's been quite a bit of time out on the balcony. And that's where the whole experience happened. That's where you, the eagles, we had eagles fly within 20 yards of us. You know, you're watching the whales from your private balcony. So, yeah, I mean, there's there's something to maximizing your investment. I mean, ultimately, every vacation is an investment of some sort. So you maximize might. that outcome. So we had, a, we had a balcony, we had a large room, and we had a large bath. Bathroom. And the we, bathrooms are, I mean, if you get on any other cruise ship, the bathroom is always the thing that's like, half of what you think yeah, it's going to be. Yeah. The other thing I was really uh, thankful for was a large bed. And they had these beds that they can separate them and make two or make, and this was a jumbo, like a jumbo king or something. And it was soft and I actually slept well. So people forget that. You know, you want to get a good night's rest. So I was very, very pleased with that. The other thing that I noticed on this, this was America Cruise Line from Memphis down to New Orleans. And there were no children on this cruise. Of course, you know, when you have a 76-year-old, you're going to have a great-grandchild or something. But there were no children at all. It was basically an adult cruise. So when you were booking it, did it have options for having a third or fourth person in the room? Or was it specifically designed to kind of deter yeah, the family I, from going? Well, and I think the itinerary is kind of a Civil War itinerary, yeah. kind of lend itself to baby boomers. But uh, it's basically there weren't any kids on this cruise, which I... I personally appreciated um and the other thing the ships were i call them vanilla there weren't the glamour and the glitz you see on these five thousand passenger ships with the the gold flare here and the silver flare here and the massive artwork and this was neon lights and yeah, all that yeah fun neon stuff. lights yeah. and all that no stuff no casino i'm assuming no casino right? yeah so it, it was just i call it just a, a just a nice clean comfortable cruise a deluxe cruise, but not a luxury cruise. How is the price point compared to a mega cruise? Well, it's going to be a little bit more, okay. and uh, because of the all-inclusiveness of the the tipping and the tours included, and all your drinks included. So, you know, it's it runs five or six thousand dollars a person, okay, uh, and that's with a double occupancy. So you're going to invest $10, in ten, twelve thousand yeah. dollars. The next item I wanted to bring to our listeners' attention was. We started off in Memphis. I had a blast in Memphis. On Beale Street, all the great music and restaurants, and they had a car show. Along, I thought, Paul would love being here on this. Paul's a car buff. They had a, and it just was fascinating. We stayed at the Peabody Hotel. Now, if those of you who aren't aware, the Peabody is an historical hotel, hundreds of years old. And they have ducks that come that take an elevator from the top of the Peabody down. They go into the lobby and they swim around the lobby the fountain. Uh, fountain. Yep. Yep. And then at 3 o'clock in the afternoon, they have a march of the ducks. They go march on the red carpet all the way into the elevator and they're back up into the top. And they started that almost 100 years ago after a few bottles of Jack Daniels, I'm I sure. think. Uh-huh. So the Peabody, I I love the hotel. The only thing is, is their bathrooms were, I could barely fit in the bathroom. Oh, it was really? worse than a cruise ship. Oh. So, But they couldn't renovate it because it's 100 and it's some odd years old. Probably historic challenges with that. Yeah, so that was Memphis. The next thing I had down on our list is the crew was all American. And um, it seems like when you get a foreign crew, they get that a little bit more energy out of them. 
This uh, this has been a challenge for 20 years now with the cruises in Hawaii that don't touch right. on another island that is not part of Hawaii because they do similarly fall underneath the same um, labor laws. And so they have to have American employees. And so, yeah, we've had challenges for the last 20 years with people coming back and saying that the, the experience was not as good as cruises that they had done in other parts of the world, specifically to the efforts they felt the staff put in. I had written down in this week's special edition of the Weekly Traveler was that I think 2024 will be the year that Americans discover river cruising in the United States. And those that have taken those European cruises say, say, hey, you know, I love those river cruises, but I don't want to take the 10-hour flight over there. And they can take a two-hour flight to Memphis or New Orleans. And so I think it's going to be the year of the American river cruise. Yeah, I, I never heard about them until you said that you were going on this one with some friends. And so I was intrigued to see what your experience was going to entail. And it sounds like, you know, you had some some great experiences and then there are just some things that you have to recognize are going to be different from what other experiences might entail. We also have a, a division within executive travel called women of the Midwest. And for 2024, they're actually having four river cruises on American cruise lines nice. for women only cruises. So you might check out our website, executive travel.com or women of the Midwest.com and take a look at all those four women only cruises, which is exciting. The last thing I wrote down on the special edition of the Weekly Travel Alert, Paul, is Memphis is now on my 2024 travel hot list. And we're going to be coming out with a 2024 travel hot list. Paul puts together his ideas. I put together mine. We'll do a domestic list and we'll do an international list. Don't miss out on that That uh, uh, event when we come out with that in the next few weeks. But uh, it was, I think you love Nashville. And I'm, I'm kind of a Memphis guy. Well, I think I've got uh, a trip planned for February over to Kentucky. Now you've got me thinking, is there a way that I can squeeze in a night down in Memphis with, uh, with the wife and youngest child? So Yeah. They actually have American Cruise Lines actually has a cruise from Nashville to Memphis. And they call it, I think, the Blues Cruise or something with all the music along that corridor from Nashville down to Beale Street in Memphis. So how many ships do they have in their fleet? Boy, somebody told me they have like 30 ships okay. or something. So, quite so there a is few. a lot of opportunity. There's a lot of rivers in this yeah. country that you don't even think about. So, of course, if you go into Europe, you'll do the Danube and you'll do the Rhine. And but there's all a lot of other uh, cruises there as well. So with that, I'd like to thank you for joining us on this week's special edition of the weekly travel alert this week we covered american cruise lines river cruising in the united states from memphis to new orleans thanks i'm steve glenn i'm paul glenn please like share and subscribe and add any additional comments or questions below so we can hit the topics that you'd like us to talk about on a future edition thank you for joining us we'll see you next week